and, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, a podcast where we will enlighten you of all the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this work since 2005 and have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Katherine. Yes. Do you have a power color or like a go-to outfit when you do presentations? You know, I do. I, as a lot of artists, dress a lot in black. Um, but when I am doing a presentation or if I'm doing, you know, interviews or things like that, for me, I go with blue because I know that color looks best on me. That's and I feel great. very confident in that. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Because we're going to talk all about presenting yourself. This is all about the interview. The and interview. That's what it is. <laughs> An interview is a presentation of yourself. Exactly. And showing yourself in the best light. Yes. And what better than having a very confident person walk into your office and want to be interviewed to work with you. Yeah. Oh, that's a dream. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It really is. So... Uh, Maybe step one is, what do you wear? And, well, and we can definitely start with that, because that is probably our number one question when we have people interview with us or, or for us for the clients is, um, well, what's the dress like? What should I wear? What, you know? And a long time ago, and I, you know how I love dating myself on this podcast, I had to have a suit with a skirt and a shoulder padded jacket. And with those little cute little ties, because, you know, back then, <laughs> we dressed like that to have an interview. That was just the way it was. And now it is so casual and loose. It is a challenge for people to kind of figure out what to wear. Yeah, I actually think it can be harder because there aren't such established rules. Right. Like when there's the a suit. lot of rules, you just know what the <laughs> rules are. I have an interview. I must put my suit on. It was yeah, easy. <laughs> yeah. And now you can be overdressed or underdressed or who knows. So, yeah, it can be a little more challenging. And I think back to what you said about wearing blue, first of all, wear something that gives you confidence. Mm -hmm. You don't want something you're physically just uncomfortable pulling right. at it doesn't it's feel too tight. right it's yeah. you know it, it it doesn't you know give yourself a little breathing room and whatever you pick and um and, and you're very comfortable in confidence yeah. is everything i mean you're already going to be a little nervous mm -hmm. everyone is i'm nervous everybody's nervous it, it's a given yes. so give yourself a break and wear something that you like and you feel good in to start with um and you know there is a whole psychology around color mm -hmm. certain colors project certain feelings or um, almost are like a tie to certain emotions. So you can think about what do you want to project and maybe choose some colors based on that. And then also just like, what do you feel and look good? And do you like, like, I like purple. So mm -hmm. I'll wear purple looks. I like it. And that's going to make me feel good and feel confident. And I think it looks good on me too. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of it's also because it's just my favorite color. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's also a very artistic color, by oh, the way. So yeah, it's very royal as well, yes. apparently. Um, but yeah, that could sway in a lot of different ways. Like how how do you feel about you know like pinks or you know pastels when you put them on? And in some cases, people might see that as you're soft. If you are a bold color, are you a bold person? Um, so really, uh, and maybe that could you know if you are a very bold person, maybe you should wear a lighter color. So <laughs> maybe you want to tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is a lot of strategy to that, and. Um, since you have done research, if you listened to the last podcast about a company, you could just look on their website and Facebook page to see how everybody else dresses because there's a lot to be said um, for mirroring, too. Um, you walk in and, and you look like you already work there. 
Um, I think when you know you think about lawyers going in for an interview, they know they have to have a nice suit, nice tie, be pressed, and they're, that's how they fit in. And in some, um, you know, maybe blue collar jobs, I know it's blue jeans and you know something that's definitely more casual. So definitely look and see how they dress and do that bit of research and then kind of show up in that exact same outfit and see how we fit in. Yeah, <laughs> I always like the role of um, dressing just like one step nicer than everyone Absolutely. there. So if mm -hmm. everyone there wears jeans and t-shirts, you could wear jeans and a nice shirt. Mm -hmm. You know, like just a touch nicer because you never, it's always better to be a little over yes. done than under, yes. but you don't want to walk in in a suit where everybody's wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. That's too big of a gap. Right. But just like a, a touch. Just a touch nicer. A touch nicer mm -hmm. than what you're seeing on the website or what, you know, your friends tell you that they wear at that place. You can find out what people wear. And sometimes there are just unwritten rules, so it's good to ask around certain mm -hmm. places. We're not going to name names, but there are certain places here in town that people just know you have to look a certain way when you interview there. Sometimes you have to wear their clothes. Right. Um, and... You know, if nothing else, if you don't know someone who works there, if you can't just find it online or whatever, you can ask the person that you are arranging the interview mm -hmm. with. Just ask them, like, hey, what would be appropriate dress code? If it's an HR person or the hiring manager, they're going to tell you. They won't right. think you're weird for asking. Right. They'll not probably any, appreciate it. Not anymore, because people do know that it, there's a huge range now in how people dress, and you can just, I want to confirm before I come in, you know, what, what sort of dress code are you expecting? Yeah. And so there's another piece that um, we could go on a whole tangent, but we'll just touch yeah. on here to this because we get these questions a lot, too, around things like tattoos, mm -hmm. piercings, that kind of stuff. Gauges, all yeah. of that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I my, my rule of thumb is just don't put anyone off. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean don't be yourself. So, again... Think about what environment you're going into, who you're meeting with. Are you meeting with the HR manager? Are you meeting with the creative director? Right. Might be a slightly different decision. I don't think you have to, like, completely strip yourself down and, like, not be yourself. But there's also a, you could be a little toned-down version of yourself on the first interview. Right. Maybe you wear a long sleeve shirt and you don't mm -hmm. show all your tattoos. The next interview, you don't. You know, I mean, just be thoughtful about it. I mean, at the end of the day, you are who you are. Mm -hmm. But you also want to be sure you're fitting into this environment you're going into. And it's hard to know the environment until you've been there once. Right. And I also like to think, too, that you, you don't want to um, be distracting in any way when you first go in. You're there to sell your skills. And if they can't stop looking at the gaudy earrings you have on or they can't stop staring at your arm because they're really, really wondering what that tattoo means or something like that, um, just eliminate that entirely and just kind of blank it out, at least for now. Once they love you, and they will, they'll be perfectly fine that you have all these things because now yeah. you're past that really it's, – it's almost, again, like just that quick resume glance, throw it in the trash sort of thing. Just get in there and, and sell your skills, sell your personality, and don't have any distraction. Yeah, totally agree. Be yourself. Just yes. be the most lovely, polished version of you mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. on, on day one. <laughs> um, so the next thing that we want to talk about is what to say in the interview. Right. And obviously, you've, d you've done all your research about the company. So one of the questions that people will usually start out with, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me what you know about the company. Well, guess what? You're going to be ready. So you, <laughs> you obviously already know about yourself, um, and you've done the research about the company, so those are the things that are really, really key, and they're going to want to know, because I think um, they truly do want to know about you. Don't talk too much. 
Although when I speak with people that do the interviews, I say, let them talk as long as I can, and you will find out something. But that's a trap, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> um, so just kind of keep it brief when talking about yourself. It might be school, it might be things that you love the best to work on. Keep it very professional. Don't go off on tangents as far as personal things. Um, and then talk about what you know about the company. And try not to um, make that too long either. Keep it really brief just in case you start going down some winding road and that you could be incorrect. So here's what I know for sure about this company and or why I want the job, that sort of thing. Yeah, and you can reference like, hey, uh, on your website, I saw this or mm -hmm. I saw an article about blah. You know, is that true? Or tell me a little more about that. And, and like you said, not um, just talking on and on solidly for like five minutes. Like talk a little and pause. Give them mm -hmm, a chance to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you to know, respond. respond, share something else. Like it's a conversation, not a monologue. Right. Right. It's right. a dialogue, not a monologue. Exactly. Um, and when you're talking about yourself, like sometimes people, you know, they give you that question of like, tell me about yourself mm -hmm. or tell me about your background. Sometimes this makes me personally crazy. I don't know about you. When people literally like start from like, <laughs> I graduated from high school and mm -hmm. like tell you everything. It's like, oh, wow, like, I have your resume, so I already know the basics. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm looking more for just a couple highlights. Like, what were your favorite jobs? What did you really like? What mm -hmm. are you doing now? Like, your most recent couple jobs. What, do you, what would you like to do now? Yeah, don't go on for 15 minutes about your, your history that's on your resume. Like, mm -hmm. it's almost a... Um, it's almost a courtesy question. <laughs> right. They don't really want to spend the whole interview talking about that. It's sort of just a warm-up courtesy. Tell me a little about yourself. Mm -hmm. So that should be like a two-minute answer, and then you move on to more things. Right. And, <laughs> I mean, feel free to even change the subject after a certain point, too. Because, again, you don't want to get too personal because um, – in a, in a lot of cases, you know, you could be getting into, um, you might start saying things that are going to be red flags for them. Mm -hmm. um, or potentially discriminatory. Exactly. And you don't want to give people any reason to discriminate. So there's a whole bunch of things they can't ask you. Mm -hmm. But if you start sharing it, it's fair game. Exactly. Like like you said, you just let people talk, but that's our, <laughs> that's how we find out about people. Mm -hmm. Like people just sit there and tell you stuff forever and it's not things that are our business like they should not be telling us I want to say like please stop talking <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell me any of this right, I want right. to talk about your work you right. know don't get down the some sort of rabbit hole about you know your personal history or a medical issue or mm -hmm. whatever like that's not my business and I don't actually want to know but now you've told me right and now I have to write that down. And yeah. that's, that's not good. Um, but in most cases, that's not really it. I, I just like to keep it brief. They're not going to have a lot of time to, to, to go carry through with this interview as well. So, you know, don't start spinning out some yarn about that since the day you were born. Um, <laughs> just, you know, keep it, you know, and I, I hate to even throw out examples, but just, you know, I'm a happy person. I love art and I I'm interested in this job because of X. That could really be about as deep as you need to get. Don't, don't feel like you have to get any further than that. Um, the next thing, too, that we want to really talk about is be prepared to tell the story of your work. Um, I have interviewed uh, a fair amount of people that plop down their book and go click, 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 or flip, 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 depending on if it's a, a physical portfolio or something online, and don't say anything. And they're expecting me to kind of figure out what I'm looking at. And that is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you listen to the podcast about preparing your portfolio, or if you didn't, please do. We really want you to tell a story. Talk about, uh, again, short, few seconds mm -hmm. about each piece, but a little bit of history. This is what this is. This is the part that I did on it. This was what 
worked out really well. This is why it was successful. Mm -hmm. You know, just a couple little tidbits about each thing. But yeah, definitely telling a story. It's not just here it is. Right. What's the story of the problem solving, you know, and, and think about, you know, what skills they would want, again, to have in this person. And that person is a problem solver. They're a creative person. I did sketches, you know, that I did this, you know, really, th- you know, things like that that kind of just kind of feed into making you the, the perfect candidate for this. Yes. So you're prepared to tell your story mm-hmm. and you're also prepared with some questions. Yes. I love it when somebody comes in, they already have some questions. It's totally fine to bring, you know, a little notebook or some paper or whatever that you've jotted down some things. Maybe when you were doing your research, Mm -hmm. you found a few things and you wanted to ask more questions about it or maybe just some general questions you have about the position. It's great to come in with some things written Mm -hmm. down. No one is going to judge you. And also through your conversation, you might jot down some more. They may say something and you say, oh, yeah, I will ask about that later. I'm going to jot this Mm -hmm, down mm -hmm. so hopefully they pause and say do you have any questions for me hopefully they're not just talking continuously as well right (laughs) and you're having a conversation writing can come in really handy too if they're going on and on just start taking notes and then say going back to when you said this you know you're at least reminding me you don't have to interrupt exactly so hopefully they pause and you know give you that opening you know do you have any questions for me or what would you like to know about us or something like that and then you can why, yes, I do. And you can <laughs> you know, <laughs> reference your list. And and maybe they already answered most of them. You say, wow, you know, you I had some questions. Actually, you you answered all of them, or I have just this, this one additional. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can ask them. And if they don't offer, you should say, hey, I, before we wrap up, I have a few questions mm-hmm. as well. Like, it is fully your right, and actually, I think your responsibility to ask some yes. questions. Definitely do not be afraid of that. And um, especially if there's certain things that you wanted to know that they that they n- didn't bring up. Um, one of my favorite ones is to ask about what the culture is like and um, who who does this role report to or um, what are the typical work hours. But there also are some questions that um, you might want to wait to have at the second interview or maybe not ask at all. <laughs> yeah. So really be careful to um, before you... S- say too much because you have to kind of go in thinking I'm I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to work here they're trying to figure out if I'm going to work here so getting in too far into the minutiae um it's making it sound like you've already got the job and you're ready to move in and they might be thinking like well that was pretty presumptuous of that person to start asking questions about benefits or about when my first raise will be (laughs) yeah things like that I totally agree those those are saved for if you can pass this first level Save mm-hmm. all those. And maybe actually I'll even backpedal and ask about even asking about typical work hours and things might be a little too forward. But it's just really investigating the job and, you know, saving stuff for later on a phone call or, or things like that. Yeah, those kind of questions are, um, they're negotiation questions. Mm-hmm. They're, now you guys think you want to work together. You think you want the job. They think that they want you. And now you're just working out the details. Like you're, just go into the interview assuming they're going to pay you enough. They're going to have reasonable benefits. You can figure that stuff out. Mm-hmm. It's more like, is this job really a good fit? Is this company a good fit? And right. if it is, then you'll get into that minutiae. Right. But that can really put people off if it's too upfront because it seems like it's only about that, not about yes. whether the yes. job or you are a good fit. And that's what matters yeah. first. It's like we'll, we'll assume all of the other stuff can be resolved. Yes. We'll come up with something everyone's happy with. Right. But you have to know it's a good fit first. And, and so that's where it can be tricky if you get if you jump into that stuff too far, right. you know, too, too early. I always try and think, okay, here's in this particular interview, 
I need them to love me, love me so much that they'll give me whatever I want. <laughs> and um, when then when it comes to, you know what, Catherine, we loved you. And here's the salary and here's the benefits. Like, you know, I want to talk about that a little bit. You can have more, you know, even the hours, you know, you know, if you have need some flexibility, can I get a couple days I can work at home or things like that? They don't even know what you're made of if you're asking that question too soon. But if they're already in love with you, you're the one. You'd be amazed how flexible people can be. Yes. Yeah. So hold all those. But ask questions, like you said, about the culture. Sometimes work hours can be part of that. Mm -hmm, So I think it mm kind of just depends on if it makes sense. Things like how this position will be measured. Like how will I know I'm successful in this role? Right. What do... Other people who start in this role, what do they go on to do? Like, that's not asking, when do I get a a promotion? Mm -hmm. That's like, what do people do next? Like, do they stay in this role and just Mm -hmm. keep evolving at a more senior level? Do they move into other areas of the company? You know, what what kind of um, other expectations are there around the job? You know, those kind of things. That's what you're really... You know, wanting to know at this stage, like yeah. you said, you want to know if they love you and if you love them and the job. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they do like, you know, people that are smart enough to have a conversation, not just be talked at too. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the favorite questions I have too is I will say stuff like I read the job description and I mean, I think I'm a fit, but you tell me what the ideal candidate is to you. And you will sometimes get a little bit more and they might say, you know, I need somebody's undying gratitude or... <laughs> Things like that. Or, you know, it might be less or more than what you really think it is, but sometimes people open up on what their real ideal candidate is, and that could be really helpful, too, in helping you make your decision. Yeah, that is that is actually a great question because job descriptions tend to be a huge list of bullets of mm-hmm. everything they want and wish and hope someone will right. do. But then when you ask that question, you find out, like, the two or three things that really matter to them. Right. And then you'll know if it's if those three things fit you, and maybe they do or don't, but at least you know going in. Right, right. And, you know, also you can kind of figure out, you know, it, I don't know Microsoft Word that great, but I know it. Is that Would that be good enough for this ideal candidate? Um, so they also know what they're kind of buying, too. Like, And mm-hmm. and also might help you get into the job more, because what if you really don't know Microsoft Word, and it's been bullet-pointed right there, um, is that really necessary? How strong a, does that yeah. person have to be, or do they just have to just type some notes or things like that? Um, so really kind of digging into a little bit of, of that, too, it would benefit you to kind of understand what the expectations are of the job. And that's, I mean, half the battle, too. What's ex- what do you expect of me, and what do I expect from you? And if everybody goes in with open eyes, there are no surprises. People don't get frustrated. Um, and you don't, And uh, like in another instance I had where, you, and nobody is, like, um, sitting at a, a desk for three days waiting to see who's going to give them some work because nobody knows why you're sitting there. Because, yes, that happened to me, too. <laughs> I started a job and no, no one knew I was coming. Yeah. I had to clean yep. off my own desk. Yep, yep. <laughs> They're like, well, you can sit here, but you'll have to clean it out first. <laughs> oh, boy, okay. do I feel welcomed. <laughs> exactly. There's no flowers, no donuts. Come on. I got to clean the desk. But yeah, it's crazy stuff like that that happens and we see it all the time. So yes. that sort of stuff is really good to kind of iron out at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so... Let's oh, one thing too about job yeah. descriptions. Sometimes they're just copy paste. That was one thing I was thinking of too. Like yeah. uh, it's like, well, here's a job description from the last graphic designer we needed, or last mm-hmm. creative director. Just use it again. Um, it might have changed. It probably has changed or evolved in some way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And or you know maybe they have three graphic designers, but each one has slightly different responsibilities. Yeah. You need to know what their responsibilities are for this one mm-hmm, <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's the only one you care about. That's a good point too. Um, so let's wrap this up with a few do's and don'ts. Excellent. All right. So some of our do's are a firm handshake. Absolutely. Yes. Make sure your palms aren't too sweaty. But 
I mean, it's just the, you know, it's how we greet each other in the United States, whatever. Everybody has their different thing, but it's just how we greet each other. Just have a nice handshake. Yeah. Hey, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm and Kristen. And <laughs> well, don't say Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I always find, too, with a person's handshake, or at least the one that I try to give, uh, again, I use my own example, is I like to know or let that person know that I am really happy to meet them. And I think if you have a firm handshake, um, that really exhibits that I'm really happy. And think, maybe even think about that as you're say, as you're shaking their hand. I am so happy to meet you, right. and hold their hand about that long too. Right. And this might be a given, but it comes with a big smile. It does. Right. Like it does. Look like you're happy to you're meet ha- them. Exactly. Hopefully you are. If I'm not, I'm excited. I'm so excited to be yeah, here. If and not, you probably should not continue with the interview. Exactly. <laughs> because not, and they don't want to talk to you either because now you're boring. Yeah. <laughs> so a second one is listen. Hmm. And like we said before, it's a dialogue, not a monologue. So this goes on both sides. We hope they play by these rules too, but we can't control who you're meeting with. Right. However, (laughs) on your side, you want to listen. You want to talk. You want to listen some more, talk some more. Mm -hmm. You know, both both ways, but really listen because they're giving you clues all along. It's even the stuff they don't say. Yes. Is part of what they're saying. Hesitations. You know, conversation might get a little elevated. You might see that they're getting defensive. They might see that they're super excited about something. Um, and then take notes as, you know, as you know, things, uh, you know, like you want to go back to something or get some clarification or just make a note to yourself, note to self, you know, they were really excited about this or they, this kind of concerned me and I'm going to mm-hmm. ask a question about it later. Um, yeah. So listening is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And, and part of listening is body language, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like you said, tone of voice, it's not just what they're saying, but how they're saying it. And also too, um, people love talking about themselves and about their company and they get incredibly flattered if you allow them to do that. So if you want to move yourself up again on the on the who's going to be the most loved candidate, you know, really listen to them and nod and um, make it sound like that they're the most fascinating person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you semi-care about them. You're interested right. in working with them right. lots of hours a day. You should so be fascinated right Hopefully now. you think they're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a don't is don't be late. Absolutely. Also, don't be super early. So I like about 10 minutes before Mm -hmm. your appointment. Don't walk in, you know, at the moment because now you're already late by the time you get to the room or whatever. But don't be half an hour late Mm -hmm. because that's really awkward for the person interviewing you. They know you're sitting out there and they're like, oh, I have to get out there. I finished what I was doing. So don't be late. But don't be overly early. And part of not being late is that you can just do yourself a great favor by um, running the route of how you're getting there. Yes. Like the day before, mm-hmm. just test, you know, do you know where you're going? Do you know the right door? All that kind of stuff. Yes, you can map it, which will give you an idea of, you know, time. But sometimes you arrive and it's not clear, like, where the actual entrance is right. or, <laughs> you know, or MapQuest sends you back to the dock door and you have to find right. the right, you know, the right location. The right entrance so. to go in. And also, too, also always available on the Internet is how long it takes to get there. Um, Time of day is huge, too. You might have done your drive run in the afternoon, but your interview's in the morning, and the traffic pattern is completely different. Um, Look into that, you know, maybe a couple days before. See, I'm going to need 25 minutes to get there. I'm going to need 30 minutes to get there, or I'm going to need 10 minutes to get there. Um, but it's always good to do that research and make sure that you're just on time, looking fresh and, and ready to go. Yeah, that's a great tip, actually, is to map it at the time you'll be going. So 
you know, if you're going Wednesday mm-hmm. at nine o'clock in the morning on Monday, map it because the traffic will probably be about the same. Right. So that'll give you an idea. That's a really good tip. And you can arrive to the location earlier than 10 minutes before. Mm-hmm. Just wait in your car. Right. Do some deep breathing and listen to some music you like. <laughs> Get you, you know, in a, in a good mood. So you're not rushing and, oh, my God, I was caught in traffic. There's a coffee shop nearby. Hang out yeah. there. Walk over, you know. Yeah. Um, all, just all sorts of things. But, yeah, just just don't be late. Yes. <laughs> don't be late. Um, we already hit on this one a little bit, but do have questions. Yes. Bring Can't some. Can't say it enough. Come up with some, <laughs> create some somehow. <laughs> Have some questions. I mean, it's hopefully you're interested enough. I mean, personally, when I interview someone, if they don't have any questions, I don't think they're that interested. I would agree. You know, it's okay if they said, oh, I had some, but you already answered yes. them. That's fine. Yes. But if they just never had any, like, right. wow. Like you haven't. You're probably not that into us. Yeah. <laughs> or your head is completely empty. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I'm concerned. <laughs> and um, if you're a little bit of a loss, but you want to at least have something, you could always ask them to reiterate something. Um, I heard you mentioned this. Could you just talk about that a little bit more? And it doesn't have to be, you know, take another 20 minutes. It could just be like a three-minute thing or one-minute thing just to kind of get to sound like you're involved, engaged, still interested. Yeah, picking up on things that they said. And maybe yeah. that's kind of what it is, too. If they don't have any questions, you're like, wait, do you have any questions? Nope. Okay, well, then I guess we're done. I mean, that's how it ends. Yeah, it's like kind <laughs> <You> of <know>? awkward, <laughs> kind of abrupt. Um, another do is to ask when they plan to have a decision. Right. And so that's a totally fine question. I think it's, it's a great way to, you know, wrap up mm-hmm. the, the conversation if they're like, you know, anything else. And if they haven't, hopefully they'll have already told you, here's mm-hmm, our process, mm-hmm. this is what happens next. If you're, you know, chosen to go to the next level, blah, 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 will happen. But if they don't tell you, it's great to ask mm-hmm. before you leave, like, what, you know, what are the next steps? When would I hear, you know, either way, you know, if I'm going to the next level, who would I meet with? You know, that kind of stuff. They'll usually tell you. Yes. They may just not have thought about it until yes. you asked. And we can also tell you, too, that having gone through this process with a lot of our candidates that we send out, that sometimes is a mythical number <laughs> or day, I should say, a mythical date. Um, so... What we, we have a process, too, of how we do our follow-up, and we'll, we'll share that with you as well. But also know that they may not be quite ready for that decision. And because you haven't heard, doesn't mean that you're either running. It means that they're either still talking about it or got busy. But there are still ways to get some answers. Yeah, that's a great point. Just because they say, oh, we'll, we'll know, know by, by Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. that doesn't mean they will. No. So it's great to ask. You have an idea, but take it as a general guideline, mm-hmm. not like, you know, the rule of law. It right. is happening Tuesday. It, that means like they say next Tuesday, it means like, yeah, probably next week. Right. <laughs> like, you know, and so don't get yourself freaked out about it. And also, which we'll go into the following up part. Also don't use that. Like you said Tuesday. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and what happens sometimes too, is there, there is indecision. They've changed their mind or sometimes a dark horse candidate shows up. That's the nephew of the owner. And it's like, well, just wait till Wednesday. Uh, Cause we're going to interview this person on Wednesday, you know? So now it's been pushed back, but they're not going to call you and say, I want to interview one more person. And it's not going to be until Wednesday. Yeah. What you can do though, is when you're leaving and they say, we should know by Tuesday, you can say, can I contact you on Tuesday or un- contact you on Wednesday? Even if I don't hear from you, and they will either say yes or no. And yeah. usually they'll say yes. Usually, yeah. Yeah. It, right. it, so then they know that you're touching it, you're touching base and you know, checking in. And um, that will be seen as you're, you're doing a good thing and you're, you're a follow-up person if, if you actually do that. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so our final do is following up. Mm-hmm. So it's good to follow up, but there is a right and wrong way to do absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> so you want I'm to be laughing because yeah, I know some well, of the don'ts. <laughs> you, can, you know, you want to be attentive and engaged, right? But you don't want to be a pest. There's a very fine line between, uh, you know, pesty stalkery and yes. just staying in touch mm-hmm, in a nice, appropriate mm-hmm. way. Um, so we're big fans of thank you notes. Yes, handwritten. I, I love a written note. If you take time, I mean, you could just have some in your car. You could jot it off, drop it in the mailbox on your way home. You know, right. I, I do love to get a written note, but I almost as much love getting an email. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I just like getting a thank you. Right. <laughs> now, if it's written, it will sit on my desk for a while and I'll look at it and keep remembering you. Right. If it's email, I'll just delete it after I read it. So, you know, keep in keep mind the mind. longevity. <laughs> but... Regardless, a thank you is a thank you, and people do appreciate it. And I think you get judged if you don't send one. Absolutely. I, again, I'm judgy. Yeah. And that is one of the things that I would judge someone on. And usually, it again, keep it brief. Don't talk about how you plan on changing this person's world by coming in. But thank them for their time. You know, I appreciated your time. I would love to know more about the company if we have a chance. Um, I'd appreciate it if you could let me know the next steps. And, and that's kind of it. Right. Have a great day. Have a that's great day. That's all you day. need. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, call, I'll contact or I'll contact you again next week or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So send that as soon as you can, like the same day or the next day, especially with email. It's it's pretty expected to, you know, see something, you know, fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they gave you their business card. Yes. Because that is a total green light to email them. They gave you their address and mm-hmm. their email. So, yeah. And it is best to do the the email or written not a phone call yes so our don't side of following up is i think that phone calls are tough with follow-up what what do you think about that um i think yes that's my my quick answer only because you are kind of putting somebody on the spot if they're not prepared to tell you yes or no they can't tell you anything um, so I like to get it kind of unwind a little gently and realize if they don't get back to you, you probably did not get the job. Um, if they're, if they're inviting you to call, um, definitely take them up on it because yes. you'll get a, a nice quick answer that way. But typically because of the, I don't know, just the, the way that interviews are done now, they may be meeting with a hundred candidates. What if all those people called and mm-hmm. checked, how's it going? How's it going? How's it going? Um, so you have to be kind of respectful of that. There does come a, a point, too, where if you're getting down to a negotiating sort of um, position, the phone call is the quickest way to get things moving uh, because you'll end up going back and forth. And if they want to start talking money or start day or things like that, can we hop on a phone call and really sort this out um, so we are all on the same page? Because then you got tone. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're typing back to somebody, well, I'm not sure about this salary, then they're like, they're rejecting us. You know, that's how they read it. But you're just saying, I'm, you know what, I'm not sure about this, but maybe I could trade this for this or something. I, I would probably wait until that point before I pick up the phone. Yeah, I think for negotiation, phone calls are great for all the reason you said up until then. I wouldn't unless they specifically said, mm-hmm. call me. Yes. Like some people are like, you know, I hate email, call me. But you will rarely find that. You will, <laughs> you will much more often find people who don't like phone calls. Right. And so it's easier to put people off than not with a phone call. Yeah. Um, so it's fine to email pe- so you're saying them either email or physical mm-hmm. thank you note and then 
you know, say they said Tuesday, maybe on Wednesday, if you haven't heard anything, you just, you know, shoot a nice little note like, hey, just checking in. Mm -hmm. I know you said you might have a decision Tuesday. I just want to see how things were going. And you're not, you're not being pushy. You're not demanding answers. Mm -hmm, (laughs) You know, you're mm -hmm. just sort of like, I'm still interested. Right. Because if they never hear from you, they don't know that you're still interested. Mm -hmm. They might assume you're not. So you're saying I'm still interested, but you're not pushing. And then I'd say give it several days to a week. Maybe check in again. I think if you check in twice and you never hear an answer, you also have your answer. And I don't think that's right. We don't believe in not following up with people. We will always tell you, even if you didn't get the job, we will tell you. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, that does happen. Sometimes silence is the answer. Exactly. I don't like it, but it does happen. And you have to... You know, just accept it and move on, too. Yeah, it's not right, but I I think a lot of it is, you know, sometimes there's so many candidates to get back to, not an excuse. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to tell somebody you didn't get the job, still not an excuse. But it's like people just like to avoid that by entirely. So, and we actually had somebody, too, now I think about it, that um, didn't want to call back a candidate because they want to try out somebody they had already hired and didn't want to let that person off the hook yet, which also is not right. But it's just really, really bizarre reasons why people don't get back to candidates. So, yeah, yeah after twice, if they're not reaching out to you, again, that's almost like like dating again or something. It's like, you know, I've texted this person twice and I've gotten nothing. Well, yeah. apparently they've moved on. I mean, they might ghost you. It's not nice and it's not right, but it can happen. So, you know, the reality is if you're not hearing anything, you kind of have your answer mm-hmm. too. But I would give it... After, I mean, you have your thank you and then like two follow-ups via email, Mm -hmm. I think are fair. And if you haven't heard anything after that, I know everyone wants closure and it's really (laughs) hard to just kind of drift away, Mm -hmm. but you know, just drift away. Sometimes they might surprise you and call you back three three or four weeks or whatever later. Maybe they had a delay in their hiring. Mm -hmm. Now it would have been nice that they told you that. Right. And you can decide if it's still a fit. Maybe you already took another job. But if you are still interested, you know, it's up to you if you want to re-engage or not. Um, Sometimes that happens. They Mm -hmm. sort of call you surprisingly long amount of time later. But, you know, it's you can't force people to respond to you, unfortunately. And sometimes I know it's so frustrating, but it it just happens. So hopefully everyone's nice, behaves, you know, plays nicely and at least gets back to you, even if it's a no, at least they tell you that. Right. (laughs) I think that is respectful. But, um, you know, if you're not hearing anything, that's probably also a no. Yeah. I will also add, too, that on that second correspondence, almost kind of set up that, you know, that, that, uh, that, ghosting that could be coming up too by saying, listen, I thought we had a great conversation. I am still really interested in working for you. You have all my contact information. If you want to keep this conversation going, you know how to get a hold of yeah, me. Yeah, just, you know, just let me know. Yeah, like you said, I'm still interested. Yes. And, and you kind of give them a, a door exactly. and opening. So we, we dwelled a little on the fact that people <laughs> don't <laughs> behave properly. But, you know, it, it's probably one of the most frustrating things in you know, job, like the job search process is not hearing back from everything from when you apply to, you know, being reached out to, to an interview, all the stages, probably the thing we hear the most from candidates is just never getting an answer. They just Mm -hmm. feel like they're living in limbo. Right. It is unfortunate, but it's, it is kind of part of it. It does happen. So you just have to be prepared for it. And what's also really important to, when we say this too, is this happens all the time. It's not just you. It's not just you. Thank you. And this could happen to you 
five, 10, 20 times, it's not you. This is just how it's evolved. Uh, we used to get rejection letters at one time, and that is all gone. People just don't answer, so I don't want the people to feel discouraged by that, especially when you're leaving. Like, that went so great, and I cannot yeah. wait to start, and then nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and also, just think about it this way. I think every interaction throughout the whole process is you're judging each other, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're judging you, but you're judging them too. And so if they get back to you, even if they are honest, like, hey, we don't have a decision yet. I just want to let you know, you're judging them for, you know, getting back to you, mm-hmm, hopefully in a mm-hmm. positive way. If they don't, you know, maybe a negative way, you can decide when they, when and if they do reach out what you want to do from there. I mean, it's all kind of a balance back and forth between the two parties and it, it all impacts the relationship you're building. Exactly. And I'd like to uh, kind of end this with just a couple of things that, you know, we have experienced that were just really kind of big fat don'ts. Um, because I think in, in some cases people don't really realize that, you know, this is your moment to shine. So nothing else exists while you're in that room and in that conversation. So the first thing I'm going to say, I know it seems obvious, but turn off the phone. Don't look at the phone. Don't pick up the phone. Your phone can be with you. Maybe you leave it in the car if you're just so freaking tempted to check it. But um, we have interviewed people where they answer the phone. And that automatically tells me, wow, you are that interested that you can't even you know, continue this conversation. You have to start a conversation with somebody else. It's, it's just incredibly rude. It shows that you're not... Um, again, interested in this job or this person you're talking to and to put somebody else on hold for a job you want, it just blows my mind. But it, yeah. it, it has happened. <laughs> it's amazing. Another one is don't bring your parent. Yes. Like, you know, if they're dropping you off or something, that's fine. They should wait outside in the we car. We don't want to see them. They should not come in to the business at all and definitely not into the interview. <laughs> right. And we've had that happen as well. Yes. Um, yes. But we are hoping that you are a grown-up, <laughs> especially this first interview, too, where we're just trying to get to know you and like you. This is telling me your parent is going to be at this job, too. Yeah. I'm like, are they coming to work with you as well? <laughs> exactly. How interesting. I, I'm now going to meet a, a, another candidate that showed up by themselves, dressed themselves, got them here by themselves, and I think they're going to suddenly be really, really more qualified. And yeah. yeah you're, you're, you've already doomed yourself at that point. Yeah. So another one is don't bring food. <laughs> I was gonna, I wanted to bring that one up, but oh, I'll, sorry. I'll let you go ahead. Um, we have had people come in and interview them during their lunch hour, and very nicely said, "I hope you don't mind, but I this is my lunch hour, so I need to eat my lunch right now." You know what? <laughs> I do mind. Eat a hot pocket in the car on the way over, but do not eat your lunch in this interview. Yes. <laughs> That's a lovely way to stop. <laughs> it probably it's is. a great place to end. Um, Don't bring your parents, answer your phone, <laughs> or eat your lunch in an interview. So the point we're trying to make here, and, and this, will, this will kind of wrap it up, is you know just go in, be the best you, come in undistracted, and just have a really great conversation with somebody who can potentially be your next employer. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic you'd like to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Please subscribe and join us next time for more creative career tips.